Welcome to Parents Take 5, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. So, right, like having a child with a disability, you're like, well, Jesus is disabled. I don't think I really appreciated that till I had a child who had a disability and he comes back with his, you know, with his scars on and, you know, he, he chooses to keep them. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, we think, oh, go to heaven. Everything will be perfect. But I'm like, but he, no. Jesus. He, yeah, Jesus. he, yeah. Jesus will be perfect. And that's the other thing too. I don't want Wesley when he goes to the kingdom to not be Wesley. Like, what does it mean to be Wesley? Well, to be Wesley means to be autistic. And to be Franklin means to be ADD. And to be Ashburn means to have trouble reading. Like, that's part of it. It is. Um, and even Moses, right? He had a speech impediment. And we brush over it, like, all the time. We're like, oh, okay, and Aaron's there. And I'm like, God doesn't say, well, I'm going to cure your speech impediment so that you can lead the people. He says, no, I'm going to give you Aaron and you're going to be co-leaders together and you're going to have different gifts and talents and you're going to do it right. There's the faith again, as opposed to like, just one of you is not, it's not going to cut it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So tell me about your writing. Like, how did that start? I mean, it's, it's so beautiful and ex- such an expression of faith and it's personal and deep and I, I, I find it to be just holy space. Um, so tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's resonating, <laughs> right? It's one of those like where you're like, I have all this and I need to put it somewhere. Um, uh, I came to this church 10 years ago in Albany, New York. And when I came, I was kind of, I was definitely the youngest person here by about like, I don't know, 40 years or so. Um, and I'm like, oh, you know, this parenting and this young faith thing, it doesn't speak the same language. And I'm a wholly different generation. I was experiencing things pretty differently from the silent generation in the midst of a recession and being sort of a millennial, which, you know, now I'm like, no, I'm totally a millennial. But, you know, um, kind of where you land and what your experiences are. Um, and so I started like, talking theology on Twitter and when a tragedy would happen, the way I processed it um, was, you know, primarily for for people in my age bracket. And I was learning how to translate it to many different generations, which was really healthy. But I still had me, right? I was like, if I had like someone my age to talk to, this is how I talk to them. And I wouldn't be so formal and I wouldn't do this. So I started like tweeting out things about stuff, you know, so, um, I remember when the big shooting happened at the preschool, which was not far from here, actually. That's only like an hour out from here. So that's a big, a big deal. 
um, I just wrote like, all right, you know, there was a Calvin and Hobbes comment, like, look at the stars. I think if people looked at the stars more and thought about who they were, they'd be different people. And how biblical, right? Abraham and God, look at the stars. <laughs> you are just one being and I have a promise for you and for all the people and all the generations and all the stars and all. Um, and yeah, it was like a thing that got picked up kind of all over the place. Um, and so I've, you know, I had been like, okay, so I'll do some of this in Twitter and start, you know, responding to tragedy stuff. And then I'm highly conversational, so, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. And then my mom and I have been writing prayers together for the narrative lectionary, basic call to worship and prayers for the people and call to confessions because there's not a lot for this new narrative lectionary. Um, and we were doing narrative lectionary because I was getting pretty dang frustrated with all the baggage with the RCL. And I was, like, rewriting all the prayers anyway because they had sexism or bigotry or just a lot of tropes that I, I was like, we don't even believe that anymore. Like, that's not true. And if I was going to rewrite the whole prayer, I'm like, never mind. I'm just starting from scratch. I'm just going to be writing prayers then if I'm going to be rewriting every week. So we were writing all that. And then when the pandemic struck, I was like, all right, I'm going to write prayers about this big crisis that's going on because those are the two things I've been working on for 10 years on and off. And so I think God, you know, led me to it eventually but I don't know how <laughs> um so yeah that's some of how I'm doing it and um you know I I just pray what I've been praying in a very conversational manner you know um abundance of caution that was going around all over everywhere for like two weeks and I'm like because everyone was like we're canceling out of abundance of caution we're canceling out of abundance for caution and I was like all right there's something here about what's our spirituality and what does that mean about having an abundance of caution? And then the other one that went out was like, I really didn't mean to give this much up for Lent God. <laughs> yes. Two of my favorites. <laughs> Not what I wanted to do. And so I was like, all right, when I said I wanted to give stuff up for Lent, I lied, right? Like I lied. I didn't want it. And so, you know, talking about, what we gave up and what it meant and how our whole life has changed and, you know, and being face to face with morale mortality, which is totally what Lent is about. And we're doing it right. And we're still in Lent in some ways, right? Like, okay, we celebrated the calendar is Easter, but we're still face to face with our mortality and we're still giving up things that we love and trying to figure out what that means and what does it mean to be human if we can't go shopping whatever we want what does it mean to go human if we can't work the job we love what does it mean to be human to be stuck with the same people all the time and be incredibly lonely and yet sick to death of the people that you're staying with both at the same time you know it's a wonderful thing this human condition i don't know how that's possible but it is i'm sick of my family and i love them and i'm so grateful i'm stuck with them and they're safe um and I'm lonely out of my mind, but I'm really happy to be with them, right? All those feelings in one microcosm. And just praying about, like, this is confusing. Be human is to be confusing. You know, where do I glimpse God? And where can the Holy Spirit hopefully help us and, and know who it is and what's going on? So, so yeah, that's some of how I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of my new favorites is stuck in a room. 
um, <laughs> particularly as we, you know, get closer to Pentecost. And, you know, as a parent, some of these words, if you don't mind, I'm just going to oh, yeah, go say yeah. a few. Um, um, I'm imagining the disciples stuck in a room together, staying safe, lonely, yet sick of each other at the same time, stuck, so stuck. They had nothing to do and didn't know what to say. Can you imagine followers of Jesus not knowing what to say? And I, yeah, I, there's so much more, you know, that I did not <laughs> finish reading. Um, but as a parent, golly Moses, if that doesn't stick with me, <laughs> yeah. um, my dog too, apparently. Um, so I think it's a, a really beautiful thing um to say those words even though they're not necessarily written for parents what they are written for is for everyone but as a parent golly it just sticks yeah and so i'm sure you've heard things like that before um and so i'm grateful for your writings well and um we will put um, your uh, blog, your website um, in the comments on Facebook. So if you are listening to this and want to see more of what she is doing, please check that out. And I know she's also on Facebook and uh, tends to also share there as well. Um, but thank you for your words. Um, they are a gift and thanks for sharing them. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.